0: Welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun.
1: Fun! Episode 42. Oh on, that. Wow, we're chugging right along. We are moving right along. Coming
0: up on a uh, year. i Um going to be... A bit in the
1: This episode is recorded before a live studio audience. Unfortunately, they tend to be very quiet. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, because he's
0: recording in front of a live studio audience, we've got all these goofs and gaffes <laughs> um, This episode will come out.
1: To, uh,
0: happy, happy American Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Canadian Thanksgiving, I don't think I've seen this. In, so. Yeah, it's
1: been a little bit. It has been
0: um, Today, we are mixing our interests and talking about uh, the new secret lair, which has been uh, revealed and uh, I think at this point release it's, uh, I can't find it. right uh, the, I think it's until the end still of order right uh, so the pre-order is through the time this is released uh, you can no longer pre-order it um, it's the, the October Super bundle thing I have it written right in front of me October Super Drop yeah. Um, you know, as with all secret layers, they give you a certain amount of time to pre order it and then they print to order. Um, then you get it six months later mm-hmm. after you've forgotten about it. And that's exciting. Um, I've only gotten one secret layer. Yeah. And I think that was the Black of Magic. And I think that was back in February. And I got right. it like. In july yeah
1: now uh, i have not really expressed any interest in the secret layers these have always been um either cards that i already had copies of mm-hmm. or uh with you know with new cool art and while that's great uh that's generally not enough for me to want to just hand over money um because i I'm that guy who plays with the non-foil white bordered version of a card just because that's what I happen to have or it's <laughs> right. the, or it's the least ex- least expensive version of the card. Um and a lot of the other uh secret layers just they weren't for me. Yeah. Uh, you don't like
0: you don't like uh
1: <clears throat> can't even
0: think of any of them. So, it you just
1: know. yeah, they just weren't for me. Um and then uh the Walking Dead one came out. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And everybody had this, it had an issue about the idea that they were producing cards that were essentially legal, but you could only buy them through that secret layer because they were brand new and different. I would have cared, but I really didn't want any of the cards anyway, and they didn't do anything that I felt like I absolutely had to have in one of my decks. So, (laughs) so it proved to be a non-issue for me personally. Yeah, um,
0: I think a lot of our our play group just generally didn't see much of them mostly because like it didn't matter too much. I right. think um you saw a lot of outrage online, especially on Twitter because you know, that's that's that website. Uh but clearly uh extremely popular. I think it was the their like most like profitable product well, ever.
1: You bring uh, in people who are interested in that Right. that range.
0: Um And I think even beyond that, I think one of my favorite things that they've been doing is been showcasing different artists, uh, especially artists from outside of magic. Um, like I like that they've done like Dan Frazier and, and Seb McKinnon, uh, in previous, uh, secret layers. Uh, Yeah, but, uh, I, uh, acted too slowly and I didn't end up getting the one that I did want, which was the, uh. The Wizard of Barge, which is like the neon oozes. Oh okay. um, I ended up getting uh through like TCG player uh the Mimeoplasm uh for my Mimeoplasm deck and it's pretty sweet. Uh but yeah, these these like what they've now dubbed universes beyond uh secret layers, nothing's really I don't know, captured my interest as much. But like if somebody else gets it, like I don't I don't care. Like we're also people who are generally okay with people using silver-bordered cards. So, like, legality isn't a huge issue for us. Um, I think just, like, the very specific art treatment for a lot of these cards has been really interesting. Um, and uh, I guess I do have a few from certain ones that I ended up just picking up later. Like, I have a few of the uh, the tattoo ones, like the Blood Artist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's cool. Yeah. Uh, some of them are really, really cool. I just like have a hard time shelling out 30 bucks for <clears throat> cards that like are like the Blood Artist, where I'm like, uh... <laughs> right.
1: Um, well, for me, for this particular one, mm-hmm. uh, and if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, we are talking about uh, the secret drop for Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, I've been a fan of the show, uh, really enjoyed it, and like the idea uh of of the cards they were putting together so um so we wanted to take this show we're to sort of step back from our our usual discussions and the the standards that you know that you've seen in our last uh, 41 episodes and uh we want to just sort of chat about these cards for a little bit now there are nine cards in this particular set um I will say right off the bat, one of them is a clue token. So we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about the clue token other than, are you kidding? If you have watched the show and uh, it only makes sense that the clue token is in fact the, the wall with, the, with all the letters of the alphabet on it <laughs> with the lights. I think that's just brilliant. Of course, that's what the clue right. token would be. And it's interesting <clears throat> too, because I
0: think all of them but one really care about the clue. Um, or can do something with the clue. All of them but Mike uh, can use the, the clue in any sense, um, whether it's you want to sacrifice an artifact, or if you're investigating, or if you're uh, activating the ability of an artifact, or uh, in the case of 11, if you want to just draw. Yeah. Um,
1: very interesting.
0: Uh, but,
1: Yeah. Clue, very cool. So, let's talk Mind Flayer of the Shadow. Okay. Because I think that one is the one that most stands on its own. Mm. Um, Mind
0: Flayer of the Shadow is a 9-9 for four black, black, black. So, three black pips. Legendary (laughs) Enchantment Creature Horror. Uh, Mind Flayer the Shadow isn't a creature unless you control three or more permanents you don't own. Uh, At the beginning of your end step, exile the bottom card of each opponent's library face down. For as long as those cards remain exiled, you may look at them, you may cast permanent spells from among them, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast those spells. Uh, Wow! I had not read this card fully, and uh, at seven mana, seems like it's going to be tough to get out,
1: especially more than once. Uh, yeah uh, now assuming it's not a creature right away and honestly maybe you don't really want it to be a creature it just makes it easier to kill I would think um, but if it's, if it's not a creature that first turn you've just spent 7 to get it out you probably don't have a whole lot of mana left to cast the, the cards you're about to pull off the bottom of right. your opponent's graveyards which is pretty flavorful the upside down yeah, the bottom I, of the library. I yeah. like that.
0: It's interesting too because it's it activates at the end of your turn. So even on the turn that you play it, it's not going to flip any cards until... Or not flip, but it's not going to take those cards until the end of the turn anyway. And then you're going to have to wait for your next turn to play them unless you have a way to play things not on your turn. Right.
1: Well, instance, uh, uh, an instant yeah. is, uh, is is basically the card you could play on an opponent's turn. But again, you're paying seven mana. So... The odds that you're going to find something on the end step
0: are not great. Well, even then, you can with this card specifically, you can only play permanents. So it really drastically f- fall, fells the power. Uh, yeah, so it means
1: like... you're going to pay seven for this thing. It's going to sit there until your next turn, mm. and then you might get to play a, a, a permanent that an yeah. opponent has. That may or may not actually work for your deck. So there's a whole lot of
0: ifs. And on top of it, you're lucky if you hit three permanents um, and not have multiple be lands. And then on top of it, yeah, people are are building their decks tuned to a specific play pattern rather than just good stuff.
1: Right. Um, Like, I mean, you know, being able to cast somebody else's goblin is cute, but... It usually only really effective right. if you also have many goblins um and there's all sorts of other uh options uh, i will say that uh i hope the rest of my play group chooses to avoid this card uh just because i play grenzo <laughs> and this card just says everything you set up on the bottom you know if you set it up on the end step they get it yeah so um and mm-hmm. and it also says exile the bottom card of each opponent's library. So you can't even use this as an enabler yeah in your Grenzo deck. Not that you ever would if you ever flipped it off the bottom and yeah. go to the graveyard. So I think that this I mean realistically I, if you're playing this for anything other than flavor reasons um it should be part of your deck. Yeah. It, this is this is not a commander. Uh, I mean I think that that just takes yeah uh, it ta- it it's just way too much work to make this thing pay off yeah um because honestly even if you do cast a bunch of your opponent's permanents, you're making this thing into a nine nine it doesn't fly it doesn't have trample it has no evasion it has no protection at all it is a nine nine (laughs) that's it now that's great but it's not it doesn't do more than that so uh, and like you say as a commander man, it's got to sit there for a long time before it starts to do <laughs> stuff, and all it takes is somebody to go dead. Yeah. And then you're starting all over again, but this time you're spending nine, and that's not yeah. the way you want to run I this could card. see this being played
0: well in, like, Kirik, Son of Yawgmoth, where, like, sure. you, can, where you can... Where essentially it yeah. turns every black pip into Phyrexian <clears throat> mana. Right. But then, even still, you're paying four mana for this nine-nine that has no evasion. Uh, I would say the biggest thing that it has going for it is the fact that it's not... Like, you can play those spells as long as they're exiled, yeah. rather than... Um,
1: so you don't have to play them immediately.
0: You don't have to play them immediately, and you don't even have to play them with the uh-huh. Mind Flayer on the battlefield. Okay. Um,
1: because it, they will continue to be exiled Right until the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, for as long as those cards are yeah. going exiled. Um, this card plays well with... Uh, Videl Now, I know Videlcanari plays well with virtually all the cards, <laughs> but this card in particular, just because you can play the mind Flayer. either if you've got the Ori out, means you can play the mind Flayer on a person's end step, and then on your on the start of your turn, you know you get you get a chance to activate. More importantly, on your end step, when those cards come out, it means on the next person's turn, you can play them. Mm. So, Uh, It gives you a whole lot more flexibility and allows it to to act much faster than it normally does. Yeah. Up next, we got
0: Chief Jim Hopper, which I think of the eight, I guess, cards, uh, this one's my favorite. And maybe just because it's got white in it. But uh, it's uh, two red, white, four, four, menace, human soldier. uh, When Chief Jim Hopper attacks, investigate once for each non-token attacking creature. Uh, it's got friends forever, which, if you don't know by now, it's essentially partner, but very specifically with any of the other ones with friends forever.
1: Uh, right, and the only ones with friends forever right now right. are the ones in this secret layer.
0: I could see them probably just changing the
1: name of this with every secret
0: layer that has if, a similar yeah. Thing if they want to make
1: partners with one other card in the secret layer, yeah, this one's friends forever. The next one. You yeah. change the name. It's exactly the same thing. This way, it allows them to, right, to have worked out the power level of eight different partners, yeah, rather than hundreds and thousands of <laughs> right partner. You, yeah, you can't you can't match this up <clears throat> with say like Thrasius,
0: right? And it also
1: right and it also gives them a little more flexibility. So because it's not partner with and then name the one of the right. card. So um, I like, I like that. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm with you. By the way. Chief Jim Hopper is probably one of my favorite. Probably, yeah. my, maybe it's not the most favorite, but what I like about this card is that by itself, <clears throat> it gives you a little card draw, it encourages attacking, and it's not super overpowered. So, yeah, that's something I like. And I think, you know, I realize that we're doing what Boros does. <clears throat> yeah, sure, we are. But we're giving it some card draw for doing what Boros does, right? And uh, you know, throwing Menace on this, I like Menace, just because it's a it's a bit of variation. We always, you know, I want evasion, okay? Well, Trample, flying, right? That's the standard. And Chief Jim Hopper could easily have had Trample, yeah. And I think it fits flavorfully too with this character, like yeah.
0: that he could have just as easily just just have easily had uh vigilance yeah. um for the colors, but I mean he's you know a drunk uh so he's you know and he's yeah he's a he's, he's got his dad body so he's
1: a menace you know he's uh, yeah <laughs> he's less vigilant and more there's a little more of the unknown right like what's he going to do um so, yeah, I think that really fits nicely uh, uh so.
0: Yeah, and I think he he definitely, and I mean, I think anything that investigates in this secret layer yeah. uh, pairs nicely with the next card, Dustin, uh, gadget genius, two white, blue, two three, legendary creature, human, uh, tap, add, uh, colorless, colorless, uh, spend this mana only to cast artifact spells or activate abilities of artifacts, friends forever. So essentially. Um, a blue-white version of Dalakos, uh, who was... From, yeah. I don't remember where. He has the same ability without Friends Forever. Anyway, uh, the important thing here is that uh, the clue tokens you're getting from investigating are artifacts. So he allows you to essentially do it for free. I mean, you're you're tapping him. So you're doing it at the end of the player before you yeah. step uh, end step or before tap him burn off that
1: artifact draw your card exactly
0: you're you're getting to do and then a
1: clue for free um pretty cool kind of mild well and that's just it and we're gonna see this theme all the way along these cards are not broken they're not broken yeah they seem to have learned (laughs) now you can do the friends forever and i'm not going to pretend to tell you that uh Even with Friends Forever, they're not broken. Because I honestly haven't looked at each of these in turn and tried to figure out a way to take the two of them and pair it with something else and make them completely broken. But individually, I don't feel like any of these are particularly broken. Right. We haven't got to 11 yet. So. Mm, Because there's only eight of them. Oh!
0: (laughs) Um, Up next, we got Lucas the Sharpshooter. He's two mana. So he's just a yep. red and a blue for a 1-3. It's pretty nice. I always like a 2-mana commander. Yeah, uh, Legendary creature human. I think they're all human except for the mind flayer. Uh, we'll find out in a sec. Uh, tap, sacrifice an artifact, which clues are artifacts. Lucas the sharpshooter deals 1 damage to target creature. Goad that creature. Friends forever. Um, I love goad. I also love goad. Um, especially when you can target that goad. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, more recent goading things that are either like goad everything that person has or uh, which in turn makes that person kind of frustrated at you as a as their opponent but if you go you know only one thing of theirs it's fine uh, but sometimes to the goad is the defending creature gets goaded or something yeah um so like this is really cool um i like the flavor of kind of it feels like old magic where it's like you tap and, he, you know, you can see that he's got the, the slingshot. Yeah. Uh, it feels like, like yeah. an actual pinger.
1: I just, I just pissed you off. But that's all I really did. Right, exactly. I annoyed you.
0: He's like, it's, it's the distraction of yeah. like, you know, shoot over there and right, you're going to go that way. Yeah.
1: Uh, By the way, um, I was reading the text on Goad because it's just there. Uh, until your next turn, that creature attacks each combat if able. Just keep that in mind, because there are plenty of cards out there that can make a creature attack every combat. Oh. Uh, whether you're passing, I mean, if you're passing control of that creature from one person to the next and the next and the next, they're still goaded. I mean, passing control of the creature doesn't change the fact that the creature's goaded. So if you've got an assault suit or something else, Tongarth. Something like that, yeah. and just have them go around. Uh, that could be that could be particularly fun. See, little things, little things I I didn't realize about goad. Yeah, so.
0: I know you hate goats, so not sense.
1: a fan of goats. Big fan of goat. <laughs> uh,
0: you want to? I will take
1: the next one. Uh, the next one is Max the Daredevil. Uh, that's uh, Max is one red and a green for a three two legendary creature human, uh, and I will confirm that in fact. They're all humans, except 11 gives a little bit of a bonus. Oh.
0: And except for the the Mind Flayer. Well, yeah, the Mind Flayer, but
1: we've already covered the Mind Flayer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so Max the Daredevil, 3-2 with haste, and honestly, any creature that says they're a daredevil must have haste. Yeah. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, untap target creature, then investigate. Which already leads me to think about... uh, Well, I mean, you can untap Lucas or Dustin to get the benefit from this already. (laughs) Sounds flavorful. Uh, Absolutely. Aren't they...
0: From what I... I mean, I watched third season, you know, when it came out a year and a half ago, at least. Right. Um, No, it was like two years ago. Oh, my God. When is season four coming out? Anyway, uh, aren't they vying for her affection?
1: It could be. Uh, However, we're also going to see that Mike, coming up, also taps for an ability, so uh it could be interesting, um, yeah, however, again, so play two spells, get a clue token, you get to untap a creature. well, if you're untapping Dustin, then Dustin will let you tap him to use that clue token mm. so you could do that bounce back and forth a little bit, um, but you know that's yeah. uh that is a pretty uh small end as far as the uh
0: Yeah, I find it interesting and probably
1: good uh, for the sake of
0: depowering the card that it is specifically just the second spell. So, like, if you end up, you know, getting a lot of spells. Yeah, it's not every second spell. It's
1: just the second, not the fourth and the sixth. Yeah, just Um, the second. Which I think we've been seeing
0: more and more lately. Mm. Uh, Which, I mean, also in context makes sense. Um, There aren't many turns that you end up. Uh, getting a fourth and sixth and eighth spell uh without probably getting way ahead anyway so if you're right. getting even more value off of that it's it would be broken so having it trigger once a turn which also it's each turn so if you really want to you can continue to do it you know on other people's turns
1: yeah, and I think uh this is not gonna be become the go-to card for for your red green decks it's just not right there's there are better options and and you know what that's fine and but this is fun um a big thing of what i have always what i've been pushing especially lately is we're seeing our commanders get stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where they do everything when you just play magic these commanders especially the ones we've just looked at so far they're not uber powerful, mm. um, but you can you can bend your deck to take advantage of what they offer. But they're not super powered, so even if they are running and making your deck run just hum, um, it's you know it's not as though it's everyone else is now in a hopeless situation. You're still in a good space, so
0: yeah. Um, and it's interesting too because the next one I feel like can easily be broken um especially where uh, yeah uh it's green for one so like it's it's already <clears throat> yeah more powerful than you need um I'll just read it just read it it's a 2/2 for one green and a white it's a pretty cheap uh legendary creature human mike the dungeon master uh his ability is two and tap for the payment uh, choose target creature in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. Return it to the battlefield tapped. Friends forever. This, uh, I can already think of a few examples that within green is pretty busted. Say uh, you tack on some sort of black to Mike. Um, you know, yeah. you easily, you know, the end of last person's turn, you easily sack your one of your creatures, to whatever sack outlet you have pay two and tap it to bring that whatever you sacked back out and it's essentially free like i mean sure it's two but like you're cheating out these things uh with relative ease um so any of the like the titans you know like uro or yeah uh, yeah uro you know you 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 match mike with some blue like with 11 or something you get uro out Goes to the graveyard. You can bring him right back out. Sure, you'll have to sack him again, but you get that trigger again. Right. Uh, it's uh, I feel like it's the easy, the most easily exploitable, and I feel like he's going to be the one that's going to give a lot of people issues uh, out of this eight. Uh, or you know, uh, you you put out uh, what's the crater hoof. You put out crater hoof. You attack out for whatever reason. You don't. Win the game. Uh, if you have a sack outlet, yeah. Uh, next turn, easily just sack it, mm-hmm. bring it back out, and voila, you probably won the game at that point. Like, I mean, granted, you're already using things like crater hoof, but this also gets around things like evoke, the things that, uh, like, what is it, moldrifter? Yeah, it's like you
1: put Muld, you evoke moldrifter out, goes to the back. Uh, it's, is it? It goes to the battlefield. You draw your cards, and then it goes into the graveyard. Yeah, where you Mike pay two. could then yeah. pay two, have it return Break to that. the battlefield, uh, and you draw two more. Right, and then it sits. Um, I think Mike is going. Mike is a card that can, um, it like you said, it can do broken stuff. the The key to remember is uh, that it's two to activate any taps. Mm. And it only works on a, on a creature card that went to the graveyard that turn realistically
0: um, you're not attacking with him ever
1: no, no you're never attacking with mike he's a two two creature that's way too valuable to be attacking with um no what you're doing with mike is uh mike is the mike is the threat you are you are taking two of your two 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 of your mana whether it's the soul ring or whatever Do you take your soul ring and Mike and you put them off to the side right and you're never going to touch them and then you're just going to look at everybody else and say are you really going to kill my creature are you really going to kill my um, uh, Sun Titan yeah are you really going to kill my whatever the hell I get when I get something massive when it enters the battlefield every turn um, yeah and, and if you've got that creature up and blocking uh, you know I mean, all you need to do is find a creature with a relatively weak toughness that has some great enter-the-battlefield trigger. Well, then you can just hammer it back over and over again. Uh, yeah, sure, it's one per, once per round, but, you know, that's what it's there for. And as long as he's untapped and waiting, the threat's always there. So, uh, again, I mean, we talked about this in, in a previous show when we were talking about the turn order. Um the person who's playing right before Mike is going to be hard-pressed to attack the player playing Mike, because as soon as they swing in, if Mike isn't already tapped, well, there's no reason for him not to, not to do it. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you bring it back? Uh, whereas if he, you know, if it's a different opponent, they might think twice and say, "Well, I've got this other creature that's even more valuable, so I'm not willing to." tap mike to bring that back in case i need him for this one right so mike gets stronger as the turn as we get closer to it being your turn again so yeah um
0: and the dangerous thing too i think uh, is that he's a two-two <clears throat> so yep. uh obviously not dealing with him in combat but he is a prime target for revel arc um revel arc is another evoke creature uh, and when Revelark leaves the battlefield, return up to two target creatures with the power, uh, with power two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah. So uh, there are plenty of super yeah. easy ways to get him out, yes. and then, uh, if need be, get Revelark back out. Uh, and that brings us uh, to our break. Uh, we're gonna take a short little break. Yeah. So yeah. we'll be right back. Uh, listen to this one. This episode of Temple of False Pod is brought to you by Netflix. Just kidding. Uh, I don't think we can legally say that. Uh, Please don't sue us. Uh, And now back to you. All right, we're back. Uh, We're talking about Secret Lair Stranger Things. Uh, Up next, uh, we're just kind of going card by card. We've got Eleven, the Mage. So before we get into this card... Um there is discussion about how, uh, with all of these universes beyond secret layer drops, uh, they have announced that every or six months after it has been printed. No. I think I think it's after it's been printed, uh, they're gonna end up putting it into the list, uh, which shows up in a number of products, uh, most notably set boosters. Uh, which I love because right. uh, I love cracking packs. Anyway, um, and uh, they have announced that this specific secret layer, uh, they used it as an example, will be on the list for Streets of New Capena, which is the like mob based, right. uh, what's the word, Art Deco set. And uh, so with that, they are also going to make them magic flavored rather than i mean this is rather than a netflix Netflix skin of uh, magic card yeah um part of me would believe that this could very well be nickel Bolas, except for the fact that they don't fly um so i'd be interested to see where this goes but it's a one blue black and red uh grixis yeah She's a 3-5. She's a human wizard. So there's that extra little bonus for you. Um, Trust 11 to be the only one to have an actual job. She's the only one with powers. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I guess... There we go. Definitely not Nicol Bolas. She's a human wizard. Uh, (laughs) There you go. uh, And what do wizards like doing? They like drawing cards. So your maximum hand size is 11.
1: Really? 11? 11 wonder where they came up with that
0: yeah right seems a little too flavorful uh but uh whenever 11 the mage attacks you draw a card and you lose one life that is great for a three five it's fine uh then if you have 11 or more cards in hand you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand without paying its mana cost so you know you get up to 11 cards in hand attack with 11 you draw a card you've got 12 cards in hand now you can play an instant or sorcery without paying for it so how often after you get 11 out are you
1: playing more than one spell a turn Uh, to me if you're running 11 and you're running it in order to be able to play free spells Mm -hmm. much of your deck is going to be draw three cards Draw multiple cards, Uh, draw extra cards. So I get to play it for free. Okay, so I'll play this five-mana spell that lets me draw four. Yeah. Okay, so now I've drawn four cards. Now I'm up to 12 or 13 or whatever. Great, now I can play this one. That's a spell. And then I can play this one. lets me draw more cards. So trying to cycle that way to always stay above. Because, uh, honestly, you can't rely on 11 to be the way you're getting <laughs> right. the way you're getting to a hand of eleven cards, um, the other trick with this is eleven doesn't have any protection. Yeah, this is a three-five creature. So, and if you kill eleven, not, well, one, now that person's got more than seven cards in hand, and if you kill eleven on their turn, and they can't recast eleven because now they have to pay. Suddenly. Uh, they're forced to discard down to 7. Yeah. Which means they've got to work their way back up to 11. It, yeah, there's There are things that can
0: be done. And this is, I think, the biggest thing about this card is that like you're going to have in your deck ways to raise your hand size, but with that, it matters which order you play it in. Mm-hmm. So say you have Reliquary Tower... Which says you have no maximum hand size. If you play Reliquary Tower and then 11, you have a maximum hand size of 11. Right. Because it's the order that you played it in. Yeah. Um, So the rule was set and then a new rule was set. Um, But obviously if 11 goes away. Yeah. Then you're back to no maximum hand size. Which is helpful for when she's removed. But uh, not helpful if you wanted to do it the other way. Yeah. if she gets removed and then you have no maximum hand size and then you play her again, your maximum hand size goes back down to 11 Yeah. Um, and then you'll end up having to discard a bunch. Um, so like having something there semi-permanent mm-hmm. to bring up it when she's gone, but having ways to yeah. bring it back up after it goes back down to 11. Although I
1: gotta be honest. 11 the, fact, the fact that you're, you're having to reduce your hand size down to 11, boo-hoo. Yeah, right. Just boo-hoo. Yeah. You know, oh, that poor blue player who's only allowed to have 11 cards in their hand at a time. Yeah.
0: Um, which actually, she's got red and black. I think it would be a really cool madness build. Um, because at the end of your turn, you can end up discarding down to 11 and... Play all those madness cards for cheaper, right? Uh, so that'd be pretty sweet. But, yeah, um, mm. yeah. Mm. She also has friends forever, so you can you know match her up with uh, literally any of them. Um, Preferably you,
1: someone who can draw even more cards.
0: Yeah, if you match her up with Mike, which I think was intentional. Yeah, you get you all, five, get all colors. five colors. Yeah, um, if you match her up with say. Uh, Jim, you get white added to the three colors. Um, It's nice because each of them kind of helps out in just like one way. Right. Uh, And none of them except for Mike kind of completes the the five colors. Yeah, Uh, Which, don't play five color decks. This is boring. (laughs) Um, Do what I would do and play uh, just a three color deck. Uh, Just um, none of them actually, I guess the only one that would overlap would be Lucas, which is blue red. Right. Um, so the last card that we've got is Will the Wise, which I mean, I'll probably be playing because it's a, one white and one black. Yeah. Two and many.
1: honestly, it fits perfectly into a lot of your decks. So even <laughs> if he's not the commander, I understand why you'd want to So uh, for a one, two legendary creature human, when Will the Wise enters or leaves the
0: battlefield, each opponent may investigate it. Each when uh, each opponent who doesn't loses one life. So it behooves you, as my opponent, yeah. to investigate. Um, also, fun fact: uh, with Tesa, my my dear old Tesa, that triggers twice. Yeah. Um, only on the leaving battlefield. Uh, you investigate x times, where x is one plus the number of opponents who investigated this way. So if you investigate, I investigate plus one. Yeah. Um so like if all three of my opponents investigate, great, I investigate four times. I get four uh
1: four of these. You get four four clue cap yeah tokens.
0: Now in my TASA deck, if everyone investigates twice I get eight. It's great. Anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh yeah. Pretty simple card, pretty straightforward. I think it's uh clearly aimed at I mean, they're all aimed at commander players because it's really
1: yeah. one of the only uh i see i see formats will, that, yeah, that it's i see or... will the wise as an enabler for mm. every other deck just because because he's I an mean, enabler well <laughs> but he's going to produce so many clue tokens uh i mean at some point that or it's going to be a case of whenever he enters the battlefield everyone just loses life and i think what we're going to what you're going to find with decks that include will the wise is it, it's almost always better to just lose the life Oh yeah, it's one life. It's not kind of a new. Uh, I will say that um, when all of the clues go out. So if you are playing Will and you get four clues, and each of us gets one, well, we can all activate ours now because it's two mana each. Mm-hmm. You need eight mana to take full advantage of all the tokens you have, so that gets a little bit more difficult. But yeah, I don't think that's a big enough drawback. Yeah, and honestly, like. You don't want
0: to activate them immediately. Um, Odds are
1: you're doing some. You're going to end up doing something else with the clue tokens,
0: right? Especially in black and white, you're probably playing a lot of Wrath's. So right. like, you want to be able to draw back out of that to build your board back up, right? Um, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited for whatever the the magic flavor versions of these are, um,
1: but I'm very excited for these. I like the idea of pairing Will the Wise with Mike mm. if for no other reason then you can uh I think then you can play the uh what's the name of the card? No, actually it's it's an artifact, right? The one that lets you get a a clue a food and a yeah, thing whenever you get one of them? Yeah. It's an artifact, uh, right?
0: Yeah, it's uh, okay. manu- Academy Manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, that's exactly uh-huh. what it is. Yeah. So, Will with Academy Manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, I mean that thing suddenly everybody has to take it they have to take the damage yeah otherwise you're getting four of each you cannot gift somebody three artifacts i do like i like that the text of
0: this card assumes that so like there is another way that this could have been read or written where it's each player may investigate um but it's already taken into account that as the controller of will you are already going to be like, yeah, I'll investigate yeah, because it's X plus one. Right. Uh, that one being you. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting, too. Uh, I'm not going to get too into it, but a lot of the drama on Twitter seems to be more of the fact that there wasn't this huge backlash towards this as there was for things like yeah. the Fortnite secret layer, which, like, whatever. Like, yeah. it's it's just not... You know, it's not our flavor
1: because well, we don't. And I think a part of that is that they're going to be reprinting, essentially functional reprints yeah. of these cards in a, in a future set, as opposed to not printing the functional reprint. Which means that, yeah, if you want that ability, you have to get that card. But
0: well, and I think like that's the thing too is like they, they took the pe- the feedback from <clears throat> the Walking yeah. Dead one, and they immediately were like, we are going to put this in the list within six months. Um, now. We haven't heard anything about the reprints from, or no, because with, with the, with the Fortnite ones, they are already reprints. They're like actual magic cards to begin with. Right. Um, so like, we don't have to wait for those ones, but this is like, I think the first one that's the universe is beyond and like new cards. Right. Uh, very interesting. Um interested to see how they do that with this with uh the warhammer 40k ones and with the lord of the rings ones but uh the thing that i find most disappointing about this one is that they're like the thing about stranger things is that like the characters are so deep and like so
1: like right whereas for this the character names have just been put over cards that probably already exist (laughs) yeah so uh, and and
0: i think what's interesting about this too And I think the more upsetting part is like things like Steve, like Steve is a huge character in the show. And I think that he's been the biggest uh, backlash that I've heard about uh, just not including him. So it'll be interesting to see if they end up coming back to stranger things. Right. um, Or if, if this does well, maybe they'll team up for other stranger or for other Netflix properties uh, yeah I think it'd be really cool to see an umbrella academy uh, secret layer drop that uh, but, makes sense um, that's you yeah. yeah. I I have I've always had very little bad to say about the secret layers um, because if I can't find that I can afford them or if uh, I have no interest in them they don't they don't
1: matter to me right so. uh, I like the set. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna super buy, excited. I'm gonna buy oh, absolutely. It, um, and we'll sort of. Go yeah, Thirty bucks we'll for eight see, cards. Great. We'll see what uh, uh, see what decks come out of this. Last question: are You going to get a yeah.
0: foil? No. Yeah. Had boy. All right. Nope, uh, that'll do us. That that'll do it for us for this week. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in and listening. As always, we've been at Temple of False Bod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at andyweekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, Uh, like a video there, leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!